0: Still got one man up, and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat to the last line of defence, and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes <laughs> nimbly
1: on the outside. Hello, and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black, and white. My name is Gabriel, and I'm joined as ever by my good friends and fellow Bath fans. Tom and Charlie, boys, the quest for 200 podcast begins with a defeat. Tom, how are you?
0: Yeah, good. Um, yeah, I think as it as it begun with that horrible uh, loss to Bristol, as we reflected on last week, we're we're starting the second hundred with the loss, but good to be back with you, boys. Anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll just slug my way through a couple more defeats, then I'll
1: be off for a season. <laughs> then I'll be back to bring it, bring everything back together. <laughs> um yeah so obviously the the 39 29 defeat to wasps boys um it was a bit of a thrilling game again though i must admit you know i think that's 164 points in the two encounters uh bath wasps this season so yeah tom although we came out on the wrong side a thrilling contest for the neutral
0: yeah for the neutral and everyone says that but i'm i'm mainly disappointed i mean Hmm. you know the 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 really gutting thing about that was that we, we were basically passengers for that first that first half. Uh WASP played pretty well and they probably should have been further ahead. And we we came out in that second 40 and we were we were brilliant and for for twenty five, thirty minutes. And I really thought that it was going to be another great comeback and another um show of of how far we've come. But to end it with the red card and then to lose the losing bonus point and and basically put put, put an end to our top four ambitions. Was, was doubly disappointing. So yeah, good one for the neutral, but I, I didn't I didn't feel come out of it again feeling particularly great.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't even think it was like that fantastic a game for the neutral. I thought the first half, like first half especially I mean mm. maybe because Bath of losing, but it, I thought it was really dull like first half. I mean I was watching it with a couple of other people and they thought that this is a pretty flat game. And I was there like really trying to get into it. But I, I really struggled in the first half. I mean it was it was like I mean, partly because of the fact that Bath can look after the ball. Like, we, we barely touched the ball for like, the first 20 minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. think the, the possession stats were 64 36 to Wasps in that first half. And, I mean, that's through, you know, brain dead penalties and just sloppy error. But, you know, I, I, I it wasn't that thrilling a game. I mean, it, it, it came alive towards the end when the scoreline got close again. But,
1: I mean, it, it looked like, like Wasps was going to walk away, like, walk away with the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Bath, particularly in that first half, they were, they were their game was so error error laden. Like they were so, I think Hooper kept on saying that they were just so inaccurate, and they were so inaccurate. And obviously that did contribute to to yeah, maybe not the best first half. But I, I yeah, I mean obviously the Bath fans didn't enjoy it, but I could definitely see there were some you know fantastic tries. JQ Manga was 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 fantastic, and I thought Bath played their role. And what was uh, yeah, maybe more the second half, Charlie. But yeah, I thought it was. I can see why that was a fun game to watch as a neutral. But yeah, definitely from a Bath point of view, Tom, uh, disappointing. Um, and before we get into the details of the game, uh, obviously still to come on the podcast, once we break this game down, we will then talk about the big, big, big semi-final against Montpellier on Saturday night. So that's going to be you know, a bigger preview than we normally do. So, so lads, let's keep this, this review a little bit tighter than we normally do, Tom. I mean before we come on to the second half and the comeback and and how the red card probably changed the game, if we focus on that that first that first half, and I think one area I'd like to hear from you about is is just at the scrum. I think Will Stewart ruled out before the game with a calf injury. Henry Thomas coming back in, um, and, and he was a pen machine on the day, which really didn't help.
0: He was, and I I put a message on our group chat saying that I was pretty worried about the scrum when I'd heard that he he'd, he'd um, he, he pulled out because there's a big drop-off, as we've said so many times, between our first-choice and second-choice props at the moment. So it was a concern. I think in, in that first half, I think we conceded three or four scrum penalties, and it looked like that would be a massive weapon for Wasps. and It would almost be kind of a Worcester-esque capitulation at the scrum where we end up losing guys to the bin. It actually turned a bit of a, a, bit of a corner in that second half. I think we only conceded just the one penalty at the scrum in the second half, and we actually got a couple back against Wasps as well. So I think it ended up 4-2 um, or, or even 3-2 in, in terms of scrum penalties. So it wasn't as bad as, as, as potentially it, it looked early on. Yes. Um, Sorry, try if we come
1: in, Tom. I would just say, you know, to only give away nine penalties on the day and four of them at scrum time and Henry Thomas to give away another one. So that's from the front row, five of the nine penalties. That's huge. That's huge in my book.
0: And, and seven of them in the first half as well. Yeah. Um, that, that was what was killing us. And it was actually, it was six of the, the first six were all Bath penalties. So, and and like you boys were saying, it was that ill discipline and the errors we were making that were basically letting Wasp play with all the ball um, and, and, and and play in the right areas as well. And I thought Stuart Hooper summed up that first half pretty well. It It felt like we were just watching the game really and we weren't actually really active participants. And, you know, that, that try at the end was 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 disappointing the the bassett try I think it was when when it was from there twenty two because if we had gone into half time five points to eight I think that would have been a, a, a bit of a massive win given how much Wasps dominate that first half
2: yeah like, I think I think wasps le- left a lot of points out there on the yeah. day yeah and that's like like in that first half I mean what comes to mind is that 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 quite early break where it, who was it? He, they just went out, they went round the outside of uh, Cam Redpath, I can't remember which was player it was, and they just needed to give the ball inside and they threw it yeah. about uh, Rob, like, Rob Miller's ball. Yeah. Um, that, like, that should have been a gimme try. And then again, like that pal of a dog we try in the second half where he absolutely butchers it, running away from like two defenders. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that 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 Bassett try was was was, yeah, disappointing. I mean, uh, he he seemed to he seemed to put a lot of distance between him and him and right. Joe. I thought, oh, you know, Joe might reel him in here. It was like a fifty meter sprint to the line, five meters in it, and he just pulled away from Joe like nothing. Nah, that I'd, is yeah, worrying. I was, I was that is worrying. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was genuinely worrying. Like
1: <laughs> and he, he'd given up by the twenty two before the before yeah. the, the 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 lower leg injury. It was sort of. I think common knowledge, but it was reported quite widely that he was the quickest player in the squad. And if if that's the yeah, quickest player in the yeah. squad, that's a concern. And I, I can't believe that 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 he isn't still the quickest player in the squad. And he's still so young. Like to have that injury seems to be still Tom be be having an impact. I thought he actually played quite well. I thought it was one of his best games in a while. But I thought yeah, that pace just doesn't seem to be quite there. And I think that shows when he carries the ball as well.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll be shocked if he's still the quickest man in the squad, G, as 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 you say. And I thought he's as as we've said in the last couple of weeks, he's trying for for to be more involved and to to get his hands on the ball more. But he's still making a lot of errors. I mean, the one that the one that comes to mind was I think off a off an exit, and he yeah, towards the end of the game um, when you know we'd we'd lost Beno Urbano and we were we were we were struggling, and he just dropped a straightforward pass, gave them the scrum. And then that actually led to that, that final try that, that, that put, 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 put the, put the losing bonus point out of reach. So it's just moments like that where you feel like you're happy for him to make those mistakes if he's tearing up trees on the wing and doing hundred meters in, in 10 and a half seconds. But he, he's not quite doing that, but I think it will take time with him. And I think we've seen a pretty gradual, but noticeable improvement as, as we've talked about in his game over the last, well, over this season, really, since he's, since he's been back. Um, but it's very much not perfect, and the speed, I agree, is a, a bit of a concern. Yeah, he defended. Yeah, he
1: defended. It means, go on, yeah, you go, go. Quicker, well, quicker, I'm just going to say quickly: he defended the outside channel a couple of times in that first half really well, stepping in twice, I think, to to make an important tackle. So that's an area that's improved. Yeah,
2: I mean, is that all, all I was going to say? Just on on top of yeah, mm-hmm. Tom's point was was like a couple of times where he seems like seems like. Run over top of like one defender, but he didn't quite have that acceleration to like break away from the second tackle. Hmm. Um, But yeah, hey, I think I think he's he's re-signed this season. Obviously coming back from injury, it's been a tricky one coming out of lockdown. But I mean, hopefully, given some time, and he'll he'll be back to his best. You know, uh, probably looking ahead to next season.
1: Yeah, and the other winger, I thought, I thought a big moment in the game was actually involved involve the other winger, Will Muir, uh, and I think it was at some point in the first half, I think we were only down 5-0 five, five at the time. We get within, we get, well, I don't know, does he listen to oh. that he was on last week? But like, we get within five metres and we saw it work really well once with McConaughey when we were like 30 points up in the game. But I did think it was a it was a bold lineup call to go to to go to Will Muir and then not only to go to him but also do like a really complex switch drive which involved him taking it and also kind of popping it down to, to Charlie Ows. I don't know what you guys thought of that, but I thought it was a strange call.
0: If if you're yeah, gonna go. if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do that, it has to work like because otherwise you just think why aren't they putting the second rows I understand that there's you know an extra driver but and, and apparently he's done it in sevens as is what Stuart Hooper was saying but like you say he didn't look particularly natural and as someone who used to do um, some back lift back pod lifting back in the day if you get someone like that you can get a pretty swift kick in the nuts early on and I imagine that's what might have happened to the bath lifter <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, uh, like, like it was it was great having Will on last week, but but um, well, now it we're gonna
1: do, a, now it's going to rip into look, him.
2: <laughs> I'll be honest, it, it wasn't it wasn't so much a flying salmon as a flying starfish in the air, but um, <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> but look, I mean I, I think yeah, it's it, it's it's one of those movies where it's
0: um, it's, I it it doesn't come, off, it's 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 doesn't come off.
2: You're going to yeah, you're going to flack some stick. I think as as a as like coaching staff, whatever um i think it's definitely like yeah potentially one they doing it sevens and one thing doing it against what worcester's like third team as we saw <laughs> like McConaughey jumping up in the air when it's of totally like they're already 40 points down in the first half so then doing it like a sort of must win game was so it's an odd call but then again it's like players on the pitch who mm-hmm. who, are, who are making those decisions as well and starting to run that move there and i understand all the logic but uh, yeah I, it's 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 not one I mean we all we all like raved about it when we see Big Mac flying up first pod like a couple of times and then yeah, like <laughs> guiding them all over the line but yeah uh, I think it's it, I don't think it's one that's gonna stick
1: no no well yeah I, I, I yeah I guess I see the logic in a way but I think I think what was so annoying and I think we'll talk about it more in the second half was that once we got the ball down not even necessarily our driving mall, but once we got the ball down to the pick and go game, they they couldn't stop us. So it just seems frustrating that we would try something so complex at the mall when we when we are so prolific when we get the ball down. So it's almost like get the ball down and then almost allow a collapse and then you can just pick and go.
2: It's the same as it's the same as last time we played Wasps. We were trying to play this like really expansive, like like wide game of rugby, but that is not the game we need to be playing against wasps and again i felt like we played into their hands again a bit we were, like we were trying to be a bit too creative trying to do a bit too much and you like we saw in that like that um first 20 uh, after half time mm-hmm. where like we we kept it tight we bullied them and we scored what was like what was it two or three tries like back to back and in in like a 10 minute period and then got ourselves ahead and yeah, I mean, and then obviously the red card, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But no, yeah, I was, think you're right.
1: That was what was frustrating. I think you're right, Charlie. It's almost like we see Joe, um, no, uh, man. Dan, Dan Robson. Well, yeah, Dan Robson and jQ Mango and um, you know, a dog who get like get the ball wide quickly, and it's like, well, well, if they score a couple of tries, that's almost like we have to adopt that blueprint to score those tries. But Yeah, I think you're spot on when you say that. When we played best, it was when we went back to that, that game that's been kind of so successful. And I think that is kind of what made it such an error, error laden first half by Bath is that we probably were trying too much and, and it just felt like it just felt like the backs were a touch disjointed and, and and I don't think Cameron kind of had his best game. And I just don't think they really they really looked like a cohesive unit in the back line. And I think that's what just made made lots of errors and, and often often it just felt like it just felt like JJ was getting it. And he's just grubbering it, like he's grubbering it way too much at the moment. It just didn't feel like we were kind of creating that space. And and, and Wasps Wasp's kind of wide defense was was really good. And, and and in contrast, Tom, I think our wide defense was again kind of alarmingly bad. Like we just let them get so much Ground if they as soon as they get like two or three passes away from like a scrum or a maul, it just feels like they can gain ground so easily. And then our kind of big forwards have got a long way to go. And then as they come back the other way, there's just gaps there to be picked off by by the likes of Umanga.
0: Yeah, and it was strange because it was something that Hooper flagged during the game as 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 something that they'd, they'd spoken about beforehand and, and in the lead up to it that you know they can't let wasps play off first phase and and, and play wide. Because um, they they are really dangerous where they get onto the outs- outside shoulder and and you know Imaga showed what 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 a danger he is when he gets the ball in space. But you're right, it, it's this same issue of corner flagging and just being so passive that you just you just allow quick ball, you allow them to take twenty meters off your first phase, and then we're always playing um, kind of chasing our tails, as it were. And you know the the Bassett try in particular. I mean, you know they're attacking inside their their twenty-two. And they've got a, a three-man overlap and they identify that and they take it. But I, I just question why they, why they, we're in that position. Um, and I, I think, again, it, to your point, G, we're just still a little bit disjointed, particularly when it's a bit looser. We're, we're quite happy defending the pick-and-go against us and even sort of midfield with, with JJ because we know what a good job he does in defence. But as soon as it becomes a bit looser and the run of the possession changes and there's, there's an opportunity... We always just seem like we're way too bunched up and 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 dog legged, and a team like Wasps, as we've seen, a team like Bristol, will just rip you to shreds when when you do that. Yeah, I think also like we.
2: We didn't have like as as I said we we barely had the ball. It seemed mm-hmm. in, certainly not the first twenty minutes, and like for most of that first half, it was it was it was all in wasp's hands. And defending does take it out of you much faster than than mm-hmm. if, if you're attacking. And I think that just leads to more and more errors. Like so, you, wasps like retention of the ball certainly played into their hands. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I mean you, you said it, G. I think Redpath had his his finest day, and he, he seemed seems to he seems to get beaten on the outside far too easily potentially being a bit over eager in defence needing to burst out the line a couple of times and just get and just get found sort of trying to pedal, and yeah right at that point just, just a bit too late I mean sort of the, the like uh, the Umanga first like that sort of first magical moment that led to the Le Bourgeois try in the first half and then again uh, really late on just jumped out the line again beaten by Umanga to set up the Adogui try right at the end and yeah I mean yeah yeah so,
0: and yeah, I'll that's a for him, and one to behind him. That's absolutely spot on, mate. Because you, like we, I think we did get tired in defence, and the stats bear that out. I mean, Wasps had 32% possession in that second half, but importantly, what BT likes to talk about this red zone efficiency. All of the four times they went into the Bath 22, they scored. And um, whether that's tiredness, whether it's 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 structure, whether because it was because we were chasing the game and taking risks. Um, or whether it was because we had 14 men at the end, which is clearly a factor, it, it, we weren't able to sustain the defensive effort for the whole way through. Um, uh, and I think,
1: to be fair, I do think that red zone efficiency is, is, is so key in the, in the game at the moment, especially in these high-scoring games. And I think that's why the the, the kind of Will Mule box line-out, and also there was another line-out in the, in the second half where, where they kind of got it to ground and won the turnover. I think mm-hmm. you've just got to be so efficient, and if you if you lose a couple of those... Um, it can just be so costly. But I do want to talk quickly about, we mentioned the um, the uh, Bassett tribe created by Umanga and you mentioned the Le Bourgeois tribe also created by Umanga. And I do don't want to labour this at all, but I do just want to talk about a couple of decisions which I just think slightly went against us. Um, and I, yeah, I, and I think, on another day, they can go the other way and, and we kind of probably wouldn't even talk about them if they were from a Bath perspective. Um, but Callum um, Goffran got in touch with us on Twitter. Um, so I'll blame this on Karen that we're complaining about the referee. But he says that, don't want it to sound like sour grapes, but what three Wasps tries should clearly shouldn't have been allowed. One forward pass, one block on Mercer and Young's knee touched the ground on the last more making it over. So I think I think firstly the, the 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 first one to come to Tom is the the Umanga four pass uh, to Le Bourgeois. I think I think that's pretty clear, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's that's a stone cold four pass. It was unbelievable skill from him. Two offloads out the back of the hand in in what was it three phases? But it's what's frustrating is that you feel like there's a lack of consistency with when the TMO comes in, and you know the the the. the the um the, the commentators are making the point that it's a forward pass and yeah you know and and we know that the the TMO has has kind of a link into the commentary box so why that's not being checked and why that's not being identified as a forward pass is frustrating and all we want to see in in as far as the TMO goes is consistency that was clearly a forward pass wasn't identified great try but and it may not have changed the course of the game but um but yeah, I I I have no idea why that wasn't called.
1: Yeah,
2: it's tricky, isn't it? Because we're always like Yeah. We're always complaining about the TMO and yeah. there being too much TMO. <laughs> and as soon as it goes against us, it's like why isn't the TMO looking into it? And it is that it is that like is that buzzword, consistency. Like we want we want the TMO to I mean, if we're gonna use the TMO the whole time, let's make sure we get it right the entire time. And then it's moments like this that what ten years ago like you let that slide. I mean, it's it, you, you say, yeah, it's 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 flat at best or whatever, and you just
0: crack on with it. But
2: That's yeah, a I mean, awesome it's, it's that. a shame
0: but I mean, these things go against you. It but. doesn't, it doesn't take much time that though. So you don't have to show millions of replays of that. You can see one replay, it's hand goes forward, forward pass, it, it does,
2: it does because they like they just don't do it. Like rugby's got it so wrong. Like you look at a sport like cricket where they're like, well, yeah, he's. His, his foot's over the line, that's no ball. And then like, cool, done You don't look at everything else. Whereas in rugby they seem to like need to see every single angle, unless you're
1: playing a French team. Mm, and I think yeah. If we if we add on to this point, but I think that to, to me that was obvious and that should have been called up. Now the other two I think are quite. I didn't
0: see those. So the, the um, other
1: two are quite kind of I guess nuanced in their rules. So I think the first one um, is it. Um, what's the wasp's Morris? Is it the wasp six? Kind of blocks Mercer from getting across, which creates the gap for for Umanga. And I think I think the frustrating one with this one was that if that had been on the twenty two on like the attacking twenty two, I do think they would have pulled it back. But I think because they ended up going the length, they all they also they, they kind of just didn't really consider where it came from. And I think the final one that Callum points out is extremely he's done very well to pick it up. But yeah, kind of in that last in the in their for their penultimate try. Um in when they were mauling over Thomas Young, kind of his knee hits the ground, and then he gets back up and continues the maul. So it is um, it, the maul is over. So once he joins it again, it is obstruction. It should have been a penalty to bath. It should have been a penalty to bath. And the Reed one should have been, no, the Morris one should have been a penalty to bath. But if I'm being honest, I'm happy with both of those kind of being let go. I think you're right, Charlie, that that we we, we potentially don't want to kind of get the TMO involved too much. So I think on the day. The ball in bounce our way, but I think in the grand scheme of things, maybe the 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 four parts, But I think in the grand scheme of things, that's not what. That's definitely not why we lost the game.
0: Yeah, and I don't know what if Callum's got you know what Callum's day job is, but it sounds like he should uh, get up in the um, the TMO box and uh, and start looking at these because yeah, I mean it's it's obviously hypocritical for me to to ask for consistency um, when I completely missed both those those two that, that Callum brought up. So yeah, you can't find everything. But I think where there are some that are as obvious as that forward pass was, um, to me at least, uh, I, you know, I, 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 that, that disappoints me. But as I say, I think that overall we didn't play well enough to deserve to win. I think when you play that poorly in the first half, mm-hmm. I think I would have felt felt lucky in the way that I, to be honest, did against Leicester. I think I would have felt pretty lucky if we'd 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 come a, we'd come away winners there. And I think as a Wasps fan you could have looked back at loads of opportunities and thought we butchered that a bit. So mm-hmm. overall, probably the right result. If, yeah, only there I, was a
2: league,
0: if only there was a league that was uh, trialling a
2: captain's challenge or something of the sort that uh, you could <laughs> use in these situations.
1: It's, have you seen it? It's, I was, I don't, uh, we don't want to talk about this too much. <laughs> there, one, there, there. That's whole can of worms. Um, is, they, they give a jackal penalty in the last five minutes, which kind of wins the game. And they can they review it, and it's literally like because obviously at a ruck, there's so many often there's so many penalties that are being given away. Just like if you look at it, kind of slow everything down. So yeah, if we get that, that would be yeah, that opens a serious can of worms, and I really, really don't want that in rugby because I think so much is going on at one breakdown that you just end up kind of you said earlier Tom chasing tail anyway we're not talking about the referee anymore and as we say that's definitely not kind of why we lost the game um I think you know why we did lose the game is is we just let it get away from us and in the end the lead um kind of got too much but Tom we did pull ourselves back to uh to to, from 22-8 down to um and 25-15 down to 25-29 in sort of like a 15-minute spell where we really did play well what do you put that down to
0: well, we had the ball, didn't we? Um, we had the ball. We, we played in the right areas. And, you know, in the same way that in that first half, when we got our, first, our, our real, you know, really our only opportunity, uh, Miles Reed, who had a brilliant game, scored another try, um, making, it, uh, making it two in, in two weeks, having not scored since he was 14, which, um, which, which was great. But I think, yeah, we just had the ball. And then we got, we got close and we were just brutal. I mean, Josh McNally, Beno Obano those guys are just... I just think they're slightly stronger than than very strong men. And so you've got very strong men defending you. But then Beno Obano is just slightly stronger than that again. So it's just when he gets the ball, when McNally gets the ball, when you're starting to get that pick-and-go rumbling, it's very hard to stop. And as you said at the start, when we got into close quarters, into within 10 metres out, um, heads down, and Wasp couldn't stop us at that point. So... We started to get the ball. We started to be a bit more proactive in what we were doing. We stopped giving away penalties—only two in the whole of our second half—and then Ben Spencer came on as he always does, and it, it was just a, a suddenly a, a quick game. He was—he he sped everything up, and um, I thought it was funny. Nick Mullins, didn't he, actually called the Ben Spencer as having scored the most tries off the bench and then he went and did it about five minutes later. So yeah, I was insane. That try was written in Destiny. Literally
2: like, like well, he, well. he pulls that stat out and he has to score. I was
1: like thank you, Nick. Thank you. Before we get on to, to Spencer, Charlie, I do want to just I think Austin Healy brought it up in the commentary. He said that he kind of questioned whether Bath were as getting as good as Exeter are in those uh, in those close quarters, and um, kind of, we've always looked up to Exeter, particularly when we play against them, as being so clinical in the pick and go game. But are Bath getting to a stage where they they're matching or even surpassing the Chiefs?
2: No,
0: no.
1: <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, I did think it was a strange thing to say, but I wonder if if you boys were seeing it that way.
0: Yeah, I don't no. think you watched enough Bath. Like, it's
2: it's
1: it's a lazy comparison. <laughs> I think like. Like
2: Chiefs do a fantastic job and I think like they set the benchmark but bath with like our like efficiency and clinicality are nowhere near.
1: No, but we are getting better. We are getting better. Now let's let's talk about um talk about Ben Spencer then boys. Um and I feel like I'm maybe talking a bit too much here. So Charlie, why don't you kind of yeah, talk about the impact he, he had from the bench?
2: Yeah, I mean well, Gabe, you were the one calling for Chudley, weren't you, last weekend?s
1: uh, and- Well, no. So you'll be <laughs> notice that I did want changes, but the one player I did want to keep in was Ben Spencer, because as oh, I think, no. I, as I think, I've mentioned on this on this podcast before, um, I think that that every team, a lot of teams, have like a Jenga piece that if you take out that one piece the whole Jenga tower falls over and you can like take out Anthony Watson or you can take out Talupi Falatao and you can probably take out Will Stewart. The moment you take out the Ben Spencer Jenga piece, it all just falls apart. I think think it's not necessarily this time a a criticism of Chudley. I think Chudley actually played okay, but I think it's more the fact that when Spencer comes on, he just carries that team to a different level. I thought he was excellent. I um, mean, he it was he he made a huge impact when he came on. I think
2: like a lot of it had. I mean, a lot of our comeback had to do with his sort of game management and actually not trying to spread the ball ball wide the whole time and just sending his forwards in and and, and like, I, 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 that's what I thought was really impressive. I mean, obviously you could pick out his his try, but that's just a fantastic sport line. Um, uh, but yeah, I it, and that, that's that's what I think it comes down to. I mean. He, he was on the pitch for half an hour and that's the biggest impact, in, in my opinion. Just his, his game management put us in some of the right areas of the field and just uh, conducted who got
1: the ball at the right time. Tom, speak for your boy, Will Chadley.
0: Well, I was going to say, I, I well, I, I, as I say, I didn't think Chadley had a bad game, but Spencer's a different level, as we know. And I, I think as well, I mean, that stat that Nick Mullins brought up probably speaks to the fact that, Ben Spencer's used to having to coming off the bench and to changing the pace and making an impact, and it's a it's a very different role, as I've said before. When you start as a scrum half in a game and you come off the bench, um, but but he did a great job. The other guy that I would probably disagree with you, Charlie, and the other guy I'd say that made um, as big an impact, maybe a bigger impact in the course of the overall result uh, as a substitute was was Beno Urbano. Um, Both positively, very much so. When he came on, I thought. He was—he's just again a different level to Jansgouman, who—who was starting. He was carrying ridiculously effectively, um, smashing people initially low, and then kind of started to rise up slightly towards the, the back end of the game. Um, but he made—he made a huge impact and a kind of classic Abano pick and go try, basically on his own, carried Tommy Taylor um, like in, in sort of Fireman's lift, but he was only kind of inches from the ground. Um, to, to get over a, against the, the the post, there um, he had a, he had a massive impact when when he came on as well, boys.
1: Yeah, he did, but but obviously a negative impact. Charlie, as we move towards the end of the game, we can have no complaints about the red card, can we? Oh, that's not the comment I was expecting. Oh, I, know,
2: oh, I was. <laughs> oh, the no. Oh, oh, look, yeah, it's slightly controversial, but look, okay, he could have got lower and stuff. I. I, for one, really don't like the head-on head collision being a red card. I mean, I think the first time we saw it was Ollie Thorley against, uh, well, not against Gloucester, for Gloucester against whoever it was, um, and he, 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 yeah, comes in upright, but it's a head-on head collision. It's not shoulder-to-head. I get the shoulder-to-heads, like you, you've got to get lower. I do understand all the framework behind it. It does, it mm. just, it frustrates me. I mean, uh, clearly. Me saying this means that uh, I, I want everyone to, to to get dementia and and horrible brain diseases. But uh, no, I, I I just think I I do find it frustrating the head to head collision being a red card and I,
1: and I agree uh, I agree hundred percent with you. But I think I, once, yeah, that's, that's what it was. But once, once, it, once it is in that, that, once it is head run. on head red card, then yeah. once we see yeah. that, then we it's a red card.
0: I agree. Yeah. But, but yeah, we don't want to, We don't want to open that kind of worms. Well, no, but, yeah. just, again, we don't want to, we don't want to open kind of worms. But just, I would just say that I, I, do, I understand that the head-on head is is never well in very few cases deliberate unless you were pretty dumb and you wanted to. You had a very very hard 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 cranium. But Duke Hazard, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only thing I would say is that in the aim of trying to reduce concussions or trying to eliminate a, a class action lawsuit down the line or whatever you whatever you, whatever you think it is the head on head it does double the the brain it does double the the impact in terms of it's two players potentially getting concussed rather than one in where, where it's a shoulder to head so if you're talking about risk in the in the collisions that there are it's you can understand why it's it's, it's as bad as it gets because it's two players potentially getting co- concussed and injured rather than one but mm. I, I i don't think you can have i agree with you g i don't think you can have any complaints sadly i mean again it's one of those where abano doesn't Mean to do that at all he just wants to carry on smashing people as he was doing in the twenty minutes prior um but ultimately, he doesn't really bend his legs. he is a little bit a little bit high when he goes into the to to the contact because it's a barno there's force, and that's because he's he's an absolute unit as we know, so that that's never going to be a a, a a mitigation either so look it's a real it's a re, it's a real shame because it's it if the game felt like it was turning in our favor at that point. And that just swung the balance massively um, back in wass favour at that point. Um, for them to have the overlap, for us to have to bring Macondra and Schoeman, um and for them to get the penalty as well, uh, mm. it, it, it just it just put the game to bed. And, and that's a shame for 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 neutrals and for for Bath fans because it just put an end to what was you know potentially going to be a really good nail-biting contest right to the end.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think I think you can tell that we've had a pre production meeting saying, Boys, we've got a big semi final, let's keep the let's keep the preview down uh, the review down to a minimum I think all of us have said don't open for the cannon of worms four times. But um yeah, Charlie, do you think that the the, the game was was swung totally on that in the on that Beno Urbano red card in the last few minutes, or do you think that, that maybe WAS would have got back in the game uh, even if we kept kept on to fifteen men?
2: Well, I just swung all momentum we had in the opposite direction, and I, like we did, we, we we poked our noses in front for the first time, and then we go down a man. we to take off Zach Mercer, mm. like yeah, uh, really. That, that yeah. I mean, it, 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 it created an extra man overlap, which you know ultimately led to the game completely running away from us, and us. We only got one bonus point from it in the end, which is I think the most disappointing thing but hey yeah it's gonna be a big
1: loss for next weekend as well yeah very true Charlie very true um so yeah as you said I think the most frustrating thing was was losing that bonus point um but it does leave us still only one point I think behind London Irish in sixth so you know not the end of the world I think end of the world probably for our top four hopes um but I think although I don't even think top six is going to be the Champions Cup uh, next season, that, you know, with an extended Champions Cup, it could be top seven, top eight. So, I think we obviously want to finish as high as possible. But yeah, I think maybe those top four, um, those top four ambitions have been have been dented, almost beyond repair in what was yeah a disappointing a disappointing defeat for Bath. Right then, lads, let's turn our attention to the semi final on Saturday night. Um, Tom, biggest game for Bath since. 2015 final must be.
0: Well, yeah, biggest game since the 2015 final, or since we last played Montpellier, which was um, in that same season, um, but but in the Champions Cup. Well, I I prepared a little quiz, boys. Um, uh, do we want to? When do we want to do that? G, do you think yeah, now? Go for it now. Get into it. Okay. Well, I was I was looking. I was doing my research as I always do about five minutes before um, we, we, uh, we 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 met up. No, I was looking back at old games and I thought, I wonder when the last time we played we played montpellier was and it was back um in that that season g with you know with that with that great team um uh and um in the champions cup in in 2015 actually in on the 12th of december 2014 the result was um 32 points to 12 having the week before also beaten them at montpellier i think that was 5 points to 30 to to Bath as the away team, so different different days when <laughs> I mean, looking at those 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 score sheets. And um, I thought just to wet the appetite, boys, I would I'd fire a few questions your way about that particular match, and in particular about the 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 Bath team itself. So well, um, Charlie um, Charlie's googling it, so we can expect a high score from it yes. Yeah, can you <laughs> share your screen, please, Charlie? No. <laughs> right. So I've I've got four questions. I'll, I'll rattle through them um, and play along at home, obviously, and um, then I'll, I'll I'll go through the answers, and hopefully that will make us feel um, uh, equally kind of depressed about what that team was like in that particular result, but also whet the appetites for the 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 encounter um, on on Saturday night. So pens at the ready, then or phones at the ready. So um, which Bath player made their first start for Bath? on that particular day?
1: <laughs>
0: so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, So December 2014, wh- wh- who made their first start for Bath on that day? You yeah, I got go. that. Yeah, I got that. Okay, I'm going a guess. That's... Yeah, go on. Second question, which Bath legend scored a hat-trick in the 32 12 win over Montpellier at the wreck in that. Yeah, okay. So, okay, and then this, this is a, a two pointer. So, can you name two players in the starting 15 from that day who also played in the loss we were just discussing against Wasps? So they have to have started in that game and started in the uh, the, the game against Wasps. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Are you I got confident G? I think I've got that one. But the
2: other two, uh, the first one's impossible. <laughs> could be anyone. <laughs> right. Okay, is that one of them? Yeah, go on. Yeah,
0: okay. I know, so one more question. So okay. last one. And again, another two-pointer. So which other two players featured on the bench... In that game against against Montpellier, so in the 23, but not the 15, who were also involved in the Wasps game last weekend or on the weekend just gone. Ah. Different
2: players to the ones. Yeah, there's no question, answer to question one. Is
1: not an answer to that as well? Is it?
0: You will have to wait and see, but um, I'll, I'll give you a clue. No, it's not.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I've, I think I think I've
0: nailed the first one. Okay, I'll well, be very, very surprised. No, no, no. no, 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 i I've now got... Which other two players featured on the bench who were also involved in the Wasps game last weekend?
1: Okay.
0: Featured on the bench for Bath. I've got this. On the bench for Bath against Montpellier who were also involved in the Wasps game last weekend. Okay.
1: Who, who
2: okay. was on the bench this weekend? I can't even think of a single name who was on the bench this weekend.
1: No, they could have started last weekend, Charlie. They
0: could have, they could have started against Wasps, but they are on the bench against Montpellier. They just have to have been involved in the the Wasps game. Oh. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) This is difficult. Trying to give you a clue there. (laughs) I've not got a single name down on this yet. Um, uh... All right, well, you can carry on thinking and we'll just start running through because it's not great. It's not great listening.
2: Okay. Was
0: was Gavin Henson playing at the weekend? (laughs) 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 Right. Le- okay, uh, I'm going to keep thinking. Of- All right, I'll keep thinking. I'll start going through the, the, okay, the, uh, the, the, the first one. So, number one, who made their first start for Bath on that day? G, do you want to go first with this one? Uh, I wanna see what for.
1: Well, I went, for,
0: I went for Zach Mercer,
1: but I then knew that I was wrong, so I couldn't think of another answer, so I passed.
0: Zach Mercer is incorrect, Mr
2: Bullen? Is it the man himself, Sam Burgess? Sam Burgess is correct. Well <laughs> done. What his shout. Hell of a shout. In the centre. In the what centre. I thought he
1: had his first game against Harlequins at the ref.
0: His first, his first start was. Oh, his first uh, start.
1: Yeah. Great shout, Charlie. Great shout.
0: <laughs> okay, you. second one. With Barth Legends scored a hat trick in the game against Montpellier. Charlie? And Charlie? I'll go to you first here. So 1 0 to you. Banners. Also went Matt, ba- I also went Matt Banahan. And you asked, you your spot on. I gave it away with the legend a bit. but no. <laughs> <think> so, yeah. <laughs> um, that, is, that is correct. Hat-trick for, for Banners and I believe Joe Maddock was the other scorer. Which, oh, um, I know he's one of your favourite players, G. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, number three, can you name two players in the starting 15 who started in the game uh, in, 25th, in 2014 that day? Um, have you got one to start with, maybe, yeah. G?
1: So, well, the two I went for were Jonathan Joseph and Henry Thomas.
2: Charlie? I've gone Henry Thomas and
0: Anthony Watson. So, you both got one point. The two players were Anthony Watson and Jonathan Joseph.
2: Oh, Thomas on the bench, is he?
0: (laughs) So, I guess to to round it off then, the, the last one there, which other two players featured on the bench who were also involved in the Wasps game last weekend? So, I well, I went Mercer and Watson. Obviously, Watson's not right, but my other not be Mercer.
2: I
1: thought, Mercer? Oh, he's only 23 now. That was, like, what, six years ago? He can't be 17. It was
2: yeah, like, he's, 20 years, years, he's 23, years isn't he? He, was he? was 16 20. back then. He was 16 back then. Surely not. <laughs> well, Charlie, you your on. Surely, surely not. I've got... Well, I've got Jonathan Joseph and Tom Dunn.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> you both got zero points. No. Right. Um... It was it was Henry Thomas, as you guessed last time. Zach Mercer was a little bit too young, as you say. The other person um, who was on the bench who was involved being the keyword in the Wasps game oh, Stuart, was Hooper. Stuart Hooper. Correct. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> great so, stuff, what, Tom.
0: Enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed what we, that at home. What, was, what were the final scores there then? So zero uh, points. I, think I
1: was very successful.
0: One one. I think Charlie snatched it with the really? first with that first Sam Burgess. Sam Burgess. Yeah, you deserve it with the, the Sam Burgess,
1: mate. Well done. Congratulations. Um, moving it to, to present day then, lads. Um, and yeah, huge semi-final. Saturday night, 8 o'clock. God, I wish I was at the wreck. Um, but I think before we get into a preview of the game, I just want to highlight, obviously, that, that the last two Montpellier games have been cancelled because of that awful word, COVID. Um, and there's loads of problems in the French League. I think they've had six... Fixtures played of the last in the last two rounds of fourteen possible games. So it's important to stress that both times it's not been Montpellier that pulled out of the games. I think it was Toulon and one other side have pulled out. But clearly, it's an issue. And if the game, if they are forced to forfeit, obviously Bath will progress. Um, you know, there's not too much to talk about there, but it does mean Tom that they haven't played a game since the quarterfinal win against Benetton, which will be three weeks from when they play. We play this game. Does that play into Bath's favour? Do you think? Do you Think we try and catch them cold?
0: Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I think there's yeah, there's there's a fine line between resting up, um, and particularly I think for top fourteen uh, teams, uh, potentially getting off the pace and and losing losing a bit of fitness. So I think that that gives us a massive advantage. And you know, almost the the loss to Wasps and 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 only getting the one point there. And, and as you said, G, the fact that that probably ends our our top four ambitions. That will mean that we are a hundred percent geared for this game. We're gonna obviously this this game is essentially our our season and albeit the wasp performance was poor in parts, we built some really good um, I think we built some really good confidence and and we've improved massively over the last couple of months. So yeah, I expect us to come out all guns blazing, and I think that first 20 minutes or so is a great opportunity to try and score some early tries and 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 catch them um on the back foot a little bit, particularly as obviously they will have they will have had to travel over from, from France for the for, for the game that evening. Mm. Yeah,
1: I mean they've got a star studded squad I and mean, I was just looking through the squad and I'll throw a few names out there. So your Camara Bismarck De Plessis, Guillaume Garado, Mohamed Houare. Alex Ozzoski, Andre Pollard, Vincent Rates, Corbis Wynack and Arta Vincent are just some of the names in that squad. It's ridiculous. And kind of what stands out to me, Charlie, uh, in particular, is that Gerardo, De Plessis, Juare and also Titi Lamasatelli, who was uh, Saracens, obviously will be known to, to Bath fans. Um, that's going to be a huge area for them. Um, and I think Bath, obviously, with Urbano going to get a ban and Stuart pulling out, um, it feels to me, Charlie, that's going to be a, a, a huge area on Saturday night. Yeah, so well,
2: what stood out for me, Gabriel, is that you've got a terrible French accent. Did um, <laughs> 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 I get wrong? Um, look, they, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Vincent Rates, uh is <laughs> <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a monster player. But they got a star-studded squad. Um,
1: is Andre Pollard fit? That is because that is a big. Big question. I was lost he's been playing there but obviously they haven't played in, yeah. in three weeks so I, I don't know kind of if, if he'll be back for this um, but yeah he would obviously be a huge addition for them
2: yeah because it would be and it, it's it, yeah it, it's something that uh, him up against Orlando Bailey I mean that uh, well he's he's I suppose he's already been baptised but if it, it's this is a sort of a baptism of fire sort of scenario I suppose Coming up against World Cup winning ten, Andre Pollard, um, and yeah, I, I know I had uh, I had Tom. I can't I can't give you a surname, Tom, but uh, it says on your Instagram bio that you are mad about uh, Springer Spaniels. Um, so maybe that defines who it is. But he's saying that um, uh, I mean I mean potentially discussion point, boys. I, 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 Orlando Bailey still young. But I think we've bigged up Orlando Bailey a lot in this podcast, and I think some people are wondering, you know, uh, what, what's what's the hype been about? Um, is is this a discussion point, or do we just think it, mm. it it's he's still young and there's he, he needs this exposure
1: to develop as a player? I know well, it's slightly. I think I, I'll be honest. I, no, I think it's a good point. I think particularly if he does come up against Andre Pollard or it will otherwise be Alex Lozowski, someone that. I think we tried to create the rumor of Alex Ozaki to Bath, and maybe there wasn't even one. But yeah, I actually thought on on Sunday uh, it was Orlando's best game out of the three he's played. I, I actually thought he he, he he looked more assured. Obviously, I think the kicking helped, and he kicked well, particularly to touch. and um, defended well, and, and I think showed some flashes. So I, I think it's way too early to to ask what the hype was about. I, I think I think we've got to really try and stick with him. You can see with J.P. Manger the results that you can get from 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 sticking with a, a young fly half and I'm I'm still really excited uh, about about Orlando Bailey but yeah you're right I, I think if I think knowing Hooper if if Matavesi back or even if Prieston's back I know Prieston's probably not going to be back I think Hooper will go with Matavesi is that is that experienced um, kind of head or in, in what is yeah a, a really a really good game and again, probably Tom just looking at the way that Montpellier like to play a game that's going to be tight and and
0: dominated Dominated up front, particularly that's often the way that these semi-finals go. Yeah, and there are some there are some massive men in that in that uh, Montpellier pack in in typical French fashion. I mean, you mentioned some of them, but you know, Villemse is 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 mm-hmm. huge. Gerardo and and Plessis, the hookers as well, are are massive. So I think it's an interesting one for because the loss of Urbano is is huge, and he is so often the guy that is our primary carrier. Um, and kind of basically wins the arm wrestle for us, and I think that's going to be very, very difficult to to do if he's he's not playing. And I think that you know, if, if if I was Stuart Hooper or Neil Hatley, kind of planning a bit of a strategy, I would I would be tempted to maybe deviate a little bit from just trying to bash it up Route One a little bit. I think that we will be potentially less physical than than Montpellier. Particularly if we lose, we don't have a Barno and Stewart, but I think we will be fitter, and so I think we need to change the point of contact slightly just to get it out away from those big forwards into maybe the softer underbelly in 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 midfield and, and softer shoulders defensively wise, um, and also just kick really well. Um, ben Spencer, if if uh, assuming Prieston's not around, Ben Spencer is going to be absolutely key in box kicking effectively um, and at the right times. To try and get the ball in behind behind these guys, and to try and get those forwards um, having to to do more mileage than they they want to do, particularly when they've had um, you know three weeks off from 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 rugby, and maybe fitness is match fitness is is is, is down a little bit from 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 what we'd expect. So um, yeah, I, I think that 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 would probably be some of the key things that I was looking at because I think we could easily get sucked into an arm wrestle that potentially with the personnel missing that, that we're likely to be missing, we 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 can't win. And then when we bring on maybe what's a less experienced bench and you've got the guy the likes of Bismarck Duplessis, your Cuba camera coming off, that may be when it it kind of gets taken away from us in what would be very painful fashion in the last stages of the game.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think you're actually spot on I haven't really thought of it like that, but I think you're right if we're losing Stuart and Abano, then 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 maybe a slight change of tact um could be employed and then if if we do go that the 10 obviously becomes almost a vital cog in in kind of shifting that point of attack so yeah key selection in the front row key selection at 10 and Charlie I wonder what you would do in the back row because one guy I don't think we gave enough credit to in the in the Wasps review was was Miles Reed who was 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 clearly vast outstanding player on the day what would you do in the back row
2: yeah, uh, I, you know, you, you mentioned it, Gabe. Yeah, perhaps we didn't we didn't highlight as a point, but yeah, Marsbury was phenomenal. Um, really, really impressive, and has done. I think he's been one of the standouts. Uh, certainly, while the internationals have been away, uh, looks as comfortable as anyone in uh, in, in, in the back
1: row. So are you dropped him um, for the semi-final.
2: It's tricky because you've got to, I mean, this is the Zach Mercer bowl after all, So <laughs> Zach Mercer has to start. Um, uh, and so does Toby Falatau. And whether, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Underhill and, and Mercer, obviously they have quite similar games and they can make a similar impact with the bench. So uh, I think it's such a sort of, well, to coin that horrible phrase, sort of, test match animal type of player as Sam Underhill is. I mean, big games like this, he's got to be starting. The, 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 these are the games that sort of set him apart from from other players uh, when there's so much on the line. And uh, his physicality in defence is, is is huge. Um, reads potentially a better jackal of the ball, but and maybe you want a better jackal of the ball on later on when the game opens up a bit more and he's actually got a bit more time to to, to perform those jackals at a, at, a, at a breakdown and you know carry with the ball a bit more. I mean, I, I yeah, it's no it's no slight on Mars Reeds to be overlooked because of Sam Underhill. Uh, he's probably going to try and play his way into a Lions jersey this summer. So look, I think I think you you go with our strongest back row, which is Mercer
0: Balotau Underhill. Mate, it's interesting that you think that um, Mercer and Underhill have a similar style of play. I would have said they were they were complete opposites, but I mean... I saying, no, no, Sorry, Reed, Reed and Underhill, sorry. Oh, about right, you know, I was going to say, sorry. yeah, I mean, I, no, mate, no. I, agree, I agree with you as well. Like, no, no, sorry, yeah. Zach Mercer will be an absolute... Zach Mercer will be a killer in this game. There's no doubt about that. Imagine how up for it he's going to be. It'll be like him on comms, but just like 10 times as excited and as... <laughs> Happy. Falatel, you can't leave out because he's been awesome of late. And Underhill is was one of the players of the World Cup when we were finalists. So Miles Reeb was, was was fantastic, but that's 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 a no-brainer for me. And I agree with you, Charlie. i i dropped drop boys. I think. Just looking in my oh. back right? <laughs> I think he'd refuse. He'd just come out with his with his number 19 on the on the back <laughs> of his shirt.
1: Yeah, I, I... It's uh, tough. I, I, I think I might be tempted to start Reed and have London off the bench. I really do. Um, I just think maybe that physicality at the end is, is, is something that we'll be able to add when the game is tight. But, but I, I can't see him doing that. I, I still don't think it's the best balance back row, but I think uh, money plays, doesn't it? And, and I think on this occasion in a semi-final, uh, Reed will and Bayliss as well, who's been outstanding, will be unlucky to miss out. Um, right, boys. Let's kind of pin our colours to to the mast. Um, Montpellier won their last couple of games.
2: A lot of a lot of uh, preview was it? We've <laughs> given oh. this about five minutes. <laughs> no, I just think I think there's there's a couple more talking points. I mean, mm. I mean, uh, like back three, who 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 are we looking at? I mean, obviously that's going to be. I mean, we're we're saying that we're not not wanting to play. Uh, as much of a uh, sort of uh, keep it tight sort of game. I don't you want to be drawn into an arm wrestle. I mean, so, what are your options though? <laughs> what are your options though? Uh, well, injury-wise.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's do well. anything else than Joe, Will Muir, who hopefully passes his HIA, and Anthony. And if Will Muir can't go, then Rocco. Because no Cause
0: Roy. Because Ron- Ron- off and... Uh, and Tom De Glanville's still injured, isn't he? So I don't know what you could really do there.
1: I, yeah, I think I think having Muir, Muir in there would be useful. I, I hopefully, it passes HJ. Hopefully, he's listened this long into the podcast for us to to give him some some praise after being so good to come on last week. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I think. I, yeah, I mean, I, I just I just kind of want to stress how I just think how important this game is for us boys. Like, I'm so excited for it, and I just would love would love. Just a chance at a final and a chance at silverware, which we're kind of, yeah, craving. And also on the flip side, how much it would just be so great to be at the Rec on Saturday night. Um, yeah, it's frustrating, but hopefully not too too far away. Tom, any other thoughts on on, on this Montpellier game?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, the only thing I was going to add is how cruel it would be after all the rumours for with Andre Pollard and then uh, rumours that we were very much involved in in sparking about Alex Ozoski. How cool it would be if if it was one of those guys that, that that took it away for it. But yeah, gee like you, I've I've not been excited as excited about a Bath game in um, maybe since we've we've started doing this podcast 101 episodes ago. It's certainly right up there. I mean, the semi final was great, but it always felt that it was a long shot. Uh, so this is right up there. Saturday night, um, eight o'clock. Um, yeah, it's nice. it's, 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 a, it's it's a massive one. Mm. Yeah,
1: go on. I'm nervous about it already,
0: and you know, I'll, I'll start us off. I'll start us off, shall I? I reckon. I, I reckon. I do reckon we do the job. Mm. I'm. 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 I am. I am confident, boys, and you know if I'm confident. <laughs> then I know what you. I know where you two are going, but I, I just think that they'll be. I just think they'll be off the pace early doors, and we can get ahead. <laughs> and I think if we get our tactics right, Ben Spencer will will kind of lead us home. Anthony Watson will Anthony Watson will return to form in an international game as he, as he looks so amazing in the in the Six Nations, and I think um, the back row will will absolutely star Zach Mercer will be everywhere tearing up trees um, and uh, yeah I, I, I think we do a job I think, I think it' will be close, but i I'll, I'll go I'll go bath by four, I think in a in a hell of nail biter
1: if honestly, just looking at Charlie there when you were discussing how confident you are, it's Monday night, ten o'clock. I hate to think what Charlie's going to be like as a nervous wreck on on Saturday night at, at ten o'clock, <laughs> mate. You look, you look, you look nervous about the game already. Are you are you confident uh, about I, the win?
2: I really am. I am very, very nervous. I think losing Barno and Stewart is mm. such a big loss. Like. We need some physicality in this game, and I, 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 I'm not sure that like Thomas and Schumann are like are the answers to like this huge French slash South African pack that we're going to come up against. And like, like we struggled
0: at the weekend against Wasps. Now, I,
2: I to... huh?
0: We just need to be smart about it. You're right. If we try and do that, we'll get pumped. I
2: know, but I don't think we were smart against. A wasp team, and I like. I, I do think it's it is a massive shame. Like we spoke about it last week, I really wanted to carry some some momentum through into this weekend because I think it, like it is one of the biggest games that Bath have had in, in, in a long, long time, and that's why it, it, that loss at the weekend I, I felt was, was so disappointing. And yeah, I, I think it's it's sort of it popped popped the balloon. For like this close close of the season, so oh, stop, stop. You're making. Oh like, no, I, I don't know. Look, okay. Yeah, I really want to bring some. I really it. want to bring positivity, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Just Tom being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four-one <"Fort laughs> conclusion.
0: Bath are going to do it. We got this. I don't. False conclusion, mate. I'm yeah, not. Yeah.
1: We don't. Yeah. Do we
0: know that? Do we know that Will Stewart's ser- too serious that he's going to no, miss we this week?
1: So calf strain yeah. is what was reported. So. um yeah, I'd probably either.
0: rather him on one calf. To be fair, <laughs> Tom, I didn't awesome. say I didn't say that. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, it's
2: yeah. I think, uh,
0: yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Let's wrap this it up before Charlie as a as a as a nervous breakdown.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be really difficult. Uh, difficult. It's been McCallum to the master this one. I mean, because my mind's. My mind's telling me oh, no.
0: is
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that just sometimes I'm. I, I think right okay, now. I mean, it won't to say I'm confident. I don't think I'll be confident <laughs> about uh, about seven thirty on on Saturday night. I'd have probably talked myself into a defeat at that point. But yeah, looking at looking at it now, um, I am confident we'll, we'll win this, um, and I, I do think though the kind of. The, the lack of rugby they played hopefully has hopefully has a massive impact. And uh, and we kind of, yeah, we, we put like a real stamp on this season because I, I just think it would be so disappointing if we just end up finishing like seventh and like we don't really feel like we've gone anywhere. So for that reason, it's huge. And for that reason, I have to predict a win. I have to predict a win. Um, bath by seven is going to be uh, my, actually bath by eight because I can't imagine it being within one score. I I just think my nerves would, would 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 kind of would, would would not be there when we do the podcast on Monday. It's going to extra time. It's going to
0: extra <laughs> time. <laughs> no, you
1: can't don't put that on the over. With that yeah. kind of tempting fate, that is it for the podcast. Boys, one oh one episodes, thank you so much for joining me again. Thank you for listening. I um, hope we kind of made you feel a little bit more relaxed about the game, but I don't think Charlie did that. Um, obviously, subscribe to the podcast, get in touch with your thoughts about the Wasps game and then about the Montpellier game. Follow us on socials at Bath Rugby Plug. And as always, whatever happens on Saturday night, important to say, we stick behind the boys through thick and thin, and we'll be back on Monday to talk through it.